The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the host of Work Party, a podcast for ambitious women looking to create and cultivate the career of their dreams. Work Party is paving the way for a new generation of women, women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. Every Wednesday, we bring in leading female powerhouses for real talk and BS-free advice on building your business. You'll hear from female founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, creatives, and so many other badass ladies. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Then tune into Work Party, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. I am Mariana and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by fellow influencer and entrepreneur Tezza. She's the founder of the Tezza app for filtering your Instagram photos, the Buy Tezza collage kits, and Lelo eyewear. Tezza has some incredible stats, including 1.3 million Instagram followers, 15 million app downloads, and 3 million monthly app users. Since she's amassed such a large following and grown her business so quickly, we talk about what her special sauce is when it comes to creating content, tips for taking pictures with an iPhone, and how she trusted her gut by making some big life changes and moves. Before we get into the episode, be sure to subscribe to my podcast. I've got new episodes every Tuesday and leave me a rating and review if you're loving the podcast. And while you're at it, leave me a comment on Instagram and let me know something you learned from this episode. Now let's hear from Tezza. Okay. So before you were an influencer, what did you do before pursuing an influencer life full-time? And when did you move to New York? Such a great question. I started out as kind of like really diving into fashion design and music and photography. It was all kind of like just this art explosion. I wasn't exactly sure which direction I was going to go, what I wanted to do, but I did play in a band for like over six years and did that while I was doing, you know, different kinds of photography, really trying to get into the fashion photography realm, but just didn't really understand how to do that. Um, It felt like I lived in Salt Lake City, Utah. So, you know, there was only so much I could do. And I just always thought in the back of my mind, like, I just want to move to New York. I feel like there's something there for me. I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to make it happen. And, you know, in the meantime, I was definitely like, I've been blogging since I was, I don't know, 14 or 15. I had like my first blog, I think it was called like brain litter or something like that. But I mean, to be honest, it's so great to talk to you because I remember when I was, I don't know, early twenties, I was sitting in my basement and like watching your YouTube videos. Like you taught me how to contour my face. Oh my gosh. Oh, so I, I definitely like, I mean, I was studying everything I could to understand kind of just like the blogging world. And this was kind of, you know, when Instagram came out as well, but I, I, I just knew there was something in this space for me. I just didn't know how to use it towards like my business, I guess. So over five years ago, I think in 2016, I moved to New York city And yeah, that was kind of just the beginning of of it all, I guess. Wow. You have done a lot in five years. It's amazing (laughs) what you've accomplished in such a short amount of time. Were you scared to move to New York from Salt Lake City? Yeah, I definitely was scared. I think like I'm kind of the person when I have a gut feeling, I just have to do it because otherwise it kind of eats away at me. So I was like, we're moving here. I'm married. And so my husband, Cole and I, I was like, we're moving. He had a really good job and he was like, 
really wanted to move too, but he was like, we have no reason to be moving there. And I'm like, trust me, we just have to go. And we had no money. I remember like we got a notification right after we moved there. And it was like, you have negative dollars in your bank account. We were like, cool, cool. Love this. Like, how are we going to pay our rent? How are we going to make money? And so I just kind of like, remember I emailed every brand I could. I was trying to get as many photography jobs as I could. Um, and just, you know, I loved taking the risk and it really helped almost kind of push me into coming up with like business ideas and thinking of how to really, how I was going to make money and turn this whole thing into a business, I guess. That's amazing. So when you moved to New York, so that's what you started doing at first. What did you ultimately end up doing for work or how did you end up becoming a full-time influencer? You know, this was early, early days of Instagram. I mean, I knew there was a way to make money on Instagram, but I didn't understand how it worked. So, I mean, I think when I moved to New York, I had 80,000 followers and um, I was not really charging for a post. I, I didn't really get that whole concept. But what I was doing was just really building like these relationships with brands. And so finally I was, you know, introduced to so many great bloggers and influencers. I was just going to coffee with anybody that I could and asking all the questions like, how do you charge? How do you make money doing this? And I was shooting like backstage fashion week. I, I was just trying to get any, I, I, I didn't know at this point if I was going to try and do this whole, like it wasn't even called influencing thing at, at the time, but, or if I was going to be trying to do this photography thing, I, I wasn't quite sure exactly what I was going to do, but I definitely quickly realized, you know, what I guess my influence was. And, and that's really what I think was like a really big turning point for me because I, for so long wanted to work, you know, in fashion and I wanted to work in it for like almost different reasons. I wasn't realizing what I was actually good at and which that was like, you know, creating really different content than anyone else was at the time. I was, creating really thought out content that I was like storytelling. And, you know, I spent all this time on it. And, and so I started finally kind of connecting with brands that were looking for kind of a similar thing. And that was really where I started to understand, you know, what my influence was, which I think was, is a big part of kind of like how I've gotten to where I am right now. Which I think like for you specifically, like you are so creative. You're so multifaceted. I feel like in all aspects of what you do, I can tell as like a fellow influencer and just someone who follows you, the amount of love and time you put into each and every single thing that you do. And I think that's why all of the things that you're doing right now are so amazing. And, um, you know, from moving to New York, you now live in LA. Why did you want to make the move to LA? This is a great question. Once again, I'm like very spontaneous. So once I kind of feel something, I kind of just go with it because I, I'm very like, go with the flow. If it's presenting itself, I have to, I have to take the opportunity, but you know, we were kind of out here earlier in the pandemic and we decided just to stay because it was, you know, a lot easier to be here than in New York at the time. And we could be in nature and stuff like that. And so the opportunity presented itself to buy a house. And that was something we had been working on. And we kind of were like, are we going to stay in New York? Are we going to go to LA? Maybe we'll try and be by coastal. And next thing you know, we were moving to LA. It was that spontaneous, like not even that thought out, to be honest. Sometimes I feel like the best things happen that way. You just have to like trust your gut and intuition of whatever it is you have to do. And I feel like you have shown like following your gut has led you to the right places and it's working out great for you. So I don't know how I would describe your content because to me, you are a creative and you just have this like special touch and style that you do in all things. But how would you describe your content? 
you know, my content has evolved and changed quite a bit over the years as I feel like, you know, I'm, I've gotten a lot older since the days when I've started and, and Instagram's changed a lot, but I mean, my kind of special sauce has always been being pretty extra. And, you know, I'm very into like storytelling and concepting out, you know, an idea and really making something that feels just different and not something that you're seeing every single day. So that was kind of always my thing, like almost shock factor. Like, what can I do different? How can I like pose that makes you like think twice or, you know, things like that. But then also being like approachable and, you know, always at the end of my content is like, how am I being creative? How am I pushing my own creativity or inspiring somebody else or helping somebody else in any way. Mm -hmm. I think that's an accurate description because it's like from you, I know that it's going to be like, it's going to be a certain type of image. And I, whether it's the things that you style in the picture or the location you go to or the way that you're posing, I just know that there's going to be something special about each piece of content I see from you, which I think, you know, then translates to your other businesses that you have now too. Um, so what is that creative process like for you before shooting? Because it is so thought out and you are storytelling with it. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's been interesting because I've been creating content now for over, I don't know, 10 years. I mean, as have you, so you, you know, this feeling, but sometimes you get to a place where you're like, I can't think of another idea. So like in the early days, I think I felt a lot more free. I was there was not so much content out there that I couldn't like see straight. And sometimes now, you know, when I'm feeling overwhelmed or I can't figure out how to get creative, I have to actually get off like social media and just really think like, okay, I'm in this room. Like this is the only space I have to work with. How am I going to make this different? And like giving myself kind of a challenge or something like that, or like going and watching an old movie that has like nothing to do with today that can kind of like spark something in me to like recreate. I'm always inspired by anything like, you know, vintage or old movies or old fashioned. So I think there's like, there are all so many places I get inspired, I think. But then also again, once again, like, you know, Instagram is such an amazing place because there's so many great creators. And I really feel like always blown away by just the new people coming up and what they're coming up with. So I think there's plenty of places to get inspired. And sometimes I have to take it like offline if I'm feeling overwhelmed, you know? Let's take a break so I can tell you about one of my favorite Los Angeles brands of curated staples for looking and feeling your best, Jenny Kane. I love their pieces from my wardrobe to my home. And it's so perfect for my style because it's effortless and elevated. When I get dressed in the morning, my go-to look is leggings and it's sweater and chic slides. So their site is a one-stop shop for my entire outfit. They also have timeless classics and beautiful neutrals, which you know I love. So they are always comfortable while still being stylish. Jenny Kane is your go-to shopping destination for all things cozy and classic. And I am obsessed with everything there, not just for myself, but also for gifts whenever I need something for a chic friend, a new mama, or a housewarming gift. Jenny Kane believes that getting dressed should be the easiest part of your routine, and with polished basics and home pieces that never go out of style, they make everyday moments a breeze. You'll be sure to find pieces that are perfect for so many seasons, well past spring, and for many years to come. Jenny Kane's shoes and slippers are always a staple in my closet, from lounging at home to running errands. Their mules come in leather, suede, shearling, and more, and is the classic shoe style that started it all for the brand. They are so effortless, comfortable, and make your outfit look so put together. I'm also really into their knits, Fisherman and Cocoon, from cashmere to cotton. The cozy sweaters are so lightweight and luxe, you'll want to wear them through so many seasons, and they are definitely pieces you'll keep in your closet for so many years. If 
Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com and get 15% off your first order when you use the code LIFE at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com and use my promo code LIFE. Now let's get back to the episode. For your content, are you shooting on a phone, camera, both? I definitely mix it up. I used to be strictly camera, just coming from like a photography standpoint, but in the past two years, I've really mixed in the phone. So I would say it's kind of 50-50. And really, you know, the goal, even with um, the app, which we can get to later, but is I always want to make editing and taking photos, something that like everybody can do. Like, how can I help somebody, you know, achieve this like really great professional look without having to like go out and get all this gear. So that's something I've really switched to over the past couple of years, just so I can definitely speak to that and help everybody as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, I think an iPhone alone now takes such amazing content and video content. And then plus your app is like the best combination. So any tips or advice for people shooting with an iPhone to kind of get a great photo? Yeah, totally. I would say like lighting is your best friend. Um, Photography means writing with light. So I think like once you kind of think about it like that, you'll understand that, you know, this is like a silly trick and it's hard to maybe explain over a podcast, but I put my hand out and like, look at where the light is hitting my hand and, and wait till I find that it's even. So whether it's like all in direct light or all in like an even light, or, you know, if there's any side light coming in, that's usually means it's going to be shadowy and not very good. So that's like my number one, just finding out like where that light's going to hit my face the best. And then another fun trick for the iPhone, which I think is a super vibey thing right now, which can kind of make cool film-like photos if you use your zoom. So I have, you know, whoever's taking my photo back way up and then zoom really far in. And it just kind of flattens and compresses the images and creates a really cool effect. Ooh, I love that. That's such a great tip. I kind of, I like like almost like a little low res right now too. It's like, it's almost like the less overdone it looks like the more it's translating better, like for my own personal Instagram right now. So I'm definitely going to try that. I know a lot of people care about cohesive Instagram feed. So any tips for how to make the feed cohesive, whether it's the photography style or how you edit the pictures? Yeah, I would say like with editing, obviously I think just sticking to one like color scheme or preset is going to be your number one. Like that's so helpful. I'm not always the best with this because I, I wear a lot of color. I'm very like loud. And so I'm not always keeping it like perfectly matched, but I do think like if you just stick with one or two presets, you can really create an overall really beautiful feel. Yeah. I love that from your app too. So like if let's say I have the summer Fridays, Fridays filter, I can copy the edits from one picture and then just paste it on other images. So then everything is cohesive and then I'll just adjust kind of like based on each picture, but then at least it's kind of already like a good base to start of like how I like my photos to look. Totally. Yeah. The copy and paste is like my favorite of that. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. So as an influencer, you're a working influencer, you work with amazing brands. What helps you get the most sponsored content opportunities or why do you think brands want to work with you? I think I really try and work with brands that I actually love. So, and obviously that's in the beginning, I think I was like young and didn't really get it. And so I was taking any brand deal that came my way, you know, and then I was like, well, this is not, you know, authentic to me. And so I had to take a step back and be like, who are the brands that I love? Do they know that I exist? So I think like making sure a brand knows that you love them, that you use their products is the first and best way to get a um, a brand to want to work with you. But then also just like, I've always given this tip for five years now, since I've been doing this as a job, but thinking about, you know, your content, like you're a magazine, like 
what ads are going to be displayed in your magazine, what kind of content are you talking about, you know? And so I think it really helps you kind of understand your niche, your niche and um, really kind of narrow down what, what brands you're working with and what kind of your entire brand is all about. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. And I think about it like a magazine too, because when you're flipping through a magazine, there's an ad and then the ads are how you sustain everything else. And it's funny, I think too, as an influencer kind of, because I feel like followers don't love seeing sponsored content. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. You just, you never really know. It just depends on your audience. But at any other job, if you were to like work every day and get paid for your work, it's like, of course I go to work and I get paid for my job, but it's almost like as an influencer, if you get paid for your job, which is working with brands, people kind of, I don't love it. And so it's funny because I'm like, it is like a magazine. We do have to support ourselves somehow. Right. It's like the tables have turned. I think, you know, that's why I think as long as you, I, I mean, you do such a good job of this, Mariana. You're like, I feel like everything you talk about, I'm like, well, buy, purchase. I love it because I know that it's genuine. So it's super hard to sometimes like make it clear that you actually do love it, but you're like, I'm also working around all these guidelines for the brand and want them to be happy. And it's a, it's definitely an interesting balance. For sure. And it's so hard too, because I think people don't realize how many incoming job offers we get that we turn down. Like I turn down stuff and pass all the time because I'm like, either can't talk about this in an organic way. My followers are not going to like this product. And like, we're turning down a fair amount of work. And I feel like people don't see like, they see what we end up taking, but they don't see the things that we're passing on. Totally. Oh my gosh. That's a great point. I haven't thought about that. Um, okay. So the reality of being an influencer, what is it really like, do you think there's any misconceptions or like hard people, hard moments that people don't realize? Because I feel like people see the fun part, which is like the end result of content, but there's also so many like administrative tasks we do, or like, even for you, like you're such a creative, but there's a lot of not creative things that you have to do daily. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like I, I, half the time I'm like, wow, I'm just like a businesswoman and I want to be creative. Like I need a break here. Um, because I feel like there is so much that people don't see. And it's, you know, things like taxes, understanding how you're going to pay your, you know, insurance and, and all of that kind of stuff. If you want to have employees, how that works, like how you're actually going to run, um, a business and then also just negotiating contracts and making sure you're protected and, and being smart and being like a nice person and actually getting a brand to like, get to know you and, you know, uh, networking and all of that kind of stuff. I feel like that's kind of the stuff you just don't see. Um, and I think one thing I've always said is that, you know, kind of being an influencer is like playing in the NFL. If you're at like the peak of your career and it's going super well, but you're also like young and you're like, okay, soon I'm not going to be this like cool and young. And there are other people that are coming quick and fast. How am I going to, you know, turn this into a lifelong career and not just, you know, focus on the now, but how am I focusing on what I'm building in the future? And I think that's kind of something that's the most daunting to me, I guess. I literally was having this conversation with my best friend yesterday and I'm like, <laughs> and it's been a constant conversation, I think with a lot of my friends too, because a lot of us that have been doing this for a long time, we're getting like a little bit older. And then every day it's like, there's so many new people because I think when we all started we didn't really know that being an influencer was a job. I feel like we all just like were creating content and posting and sharing just because like we love doing it. And then people slowly started to like make money off of it. But now I think people see being an influencer as a career. And so they're getting into this job of being an influencer. So it's just, it's so different from a decade ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it's changing faster than we can even... 
I know up with, I'm like, I'm falling behind. I, I don't even, I'm old. I don't know what to do. Taking a break to share Pevolve with you. Pevolve has been a part of my at-home fitness routine for the last few months. And unlike traditional fitness, Pevolve approaches fitness from the inside out. The method combines dynamic joint movement with patented resistance-based equipment to activate and strengthen your muscles and move your body the way it was designed to move. Pevolve's equipment is so unique and was designed with results in mind like the arm-toning P-band, the glute-lifting P-ball, and the core-sculpting P3 trainer. I love the ankle weights for lower body toning. They have three different locations across the country, Chicago, New York City, and my home city of Los Angeles, where they're safely offering in-studio or outdoor classes. Or if you're still like me at home, you can recreate the studio experience in your living room or bedroom with Pevolve's live virtual studio. Here, you'll get to filter classes by length, equipment, body focus, and so much more to find exactly what you're looking for. There are so many options. If you want to try it, I've got a special offer for my listeners. Get 20% off all equipment kits with code MARIANA20. Pevolve's kits offer everything you need to get started, like the total transformation kit that includes every single piece of equipment for you to take advantage of the entire method at once. You also get three months of access to the on-demand library and live virtual studio classes. It's everything you need to know your body better and find your amazing. Head to pvolve.com, that's P-V-O-L-V-E.com, and use my code MARIANA20 for 20% off equipment kits. Now let's get back to the episode. You were talking about turning this into a lifelong career and future, and you have done an amazing job of not only being an influencer, but also an entrepreneur. So now you have the Tezza app, the Tezza collage kits, Tezza eyewear, you got the merch coming out. So you're doing so many amazing things. So I just touched on all of them, but tell me about each of those businesses. Yeah, totally. Well, thanks for the compliment. Once again, you're so sweet. I'm, I really feel like just to be honest, and I think this is actually maybe helpful advice for anybody listening, but we are kind of going through kind of these growing pains right now, because I feel like I've just been moving so fast for the past five years. I've just been, my favorite thing to do is come up with an idea and like make it happen, get it done, that I'm not even necessarily processing like the bigger picture or the overall plan. And so finally, for the first time, I feel like this year we've taken a big step back and we're like, okay, what are we doing? What is this brand that we're building? And really coming at it from, you know, a business perspective rather than just like somebody with a bunch of ideas. And so the Tezza brand really is an art brand. You know, we have digital art, we have physical art, and and those things are all, this year we're really excited. We're kind of making those work together. But, you know, the app has really been, the app was born because, you know, back when we started it, there really weren't, there just weren't other apps out there that were coming at it from the perspective that I was looking for. And, you know, most of the apps that were created at this time were coming from, you know, a men's perspective, very technical, black and white, you know, not from like this whole creator, influencer fashion perspective, which is where I was coming from and the questions that I was getting. And so, Luckily, I had a husband that was an app developer. So we sat down and we're like, you know what? I think we can build this and like actually help reach people and create something that's different. So that was really the beginning of the brand. But the collage kits and the art prints all coincide with that. And now, you know, we're really freeing that brand full circle this year. So we have so much in store, which I'm really excited. And then, you know, with the sunglasses, that was once again, just something I was like, this is something I have to do. I am so excited about this. I love accessories. That's always been like my number one thing with fashion. Like you don't need anything else. If you have accessories, it makes every outfit better, but we're actually separating that brand out this year and starting kind of its 
a new life, its own brand. So I'm really excited about the future of that. We'll be announcing that within the next couple of weeks here, actually. So there's a lot going on and probably that was way bigger uh, answer to your question, but you know. I know. I think that's amazing. I love that description, digital and physical art, because as soon as you said it, I'm like, that's exactly how I would describe your brand. And I hadn't thought about it before because it is like either an iPhone app where I'm editing my pictures or I can physically put these pictures on my wall. And I think that's a great description of it. And I feel like you have so many things. So how are you handling your time between all these businesses, plus being a full-time influencer, plus trying to have a personal life? You know, I honestly love what I do. So I think that makes everything a little bit easier because I just never feel like, Oh, I have to work. I'm like, I have so much I want to do. I need a little bit more time, but I, I, you know, managing the time is really difficult. Something that I've just recently started doing is allocating my time. So, you know, I like give, okay, I have 10 to 12 to work on this next sunglass campaign, send all the emails I need to send for that. And then I can move on. And then I, you know, have another two hours where I set time aside for something else specific, because otherwise I think it just gets all just overwhelmed and and messy and also just building, you know, the right team. I think Cole and I work super well together. He's the other half of the business. And so we kind of understand how to, you know, balance things off of each other and, you know, who does what and not stepping on each other's toes. That is really helpful. And then just also, you know, I'm really social. So I make as much time as I can for my friends. I love to host. I love to have people over. I love all that kind of stuff. So that's really an escape for me and make, and like rejuvenates me to like get going on my next idea the next day, you know? And your app is amazing. And I can't believe that you and your husband did this together. Cause it's like, it's such a great app. Like it's, he did such a great job with like the technical side of it, like combined with your creativity. So your app has 15 million total downloads and 3 million monthly users, which is mind blowing. Like when you think about the amount of people that that is, is crazy. How did you get this many people to try your app? Oh, thank you. You know, we are so lucky. We have that just amazing organic success. I think coming from an influencer's perspective, I've always been like, you know, I'm the customer service. I'm the one talking to people. I'm the one answering the DMs. I'm the one trying to understand what people are looking for, what they want, why they like it, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so we really have, I mean, we've never paid for any marketing. We've never done any advertising. It's all been purely organic. And I think, you know, just by word of mouth, so many people are so sweet and they're willing to post and talk about it. And I think, you know, coming from Mariana, you and I both know this, but it's like, when you love something and you talk about it, that has just like a ripple effect and somebody, you know, actually believes it. And so I think that's been like, the biggest part of our success and how we've been able to grow so far is because influencers love to talk about how they, how they edit. So we're so lucky in that way. I know the before and afters too. And like, there's so many great filters, but for people that don't know the app, not only are there filters on there, but what are some of the other things that you can do? Yeah, we really try and be like a creative suite, you know? So we have a lot of different tools that you can use just so you can run your whole Instagram content in one um, space. So we have tons of different presets. Our copy and paste feature is super important. Just so you can like quickly edit a bunch of different photos all at once. We have templates and, you know, we really try and make our templates super different and collaborate with different artists and showcase their work and also give you just other ways you could post your feed within a template. That's not just for your Instagram story, but for your feed. So there's 
all sorts of fun things to discover in there. And we're, and this year we're really focusing on, you know, collaborating with um, different artists and entrepreneurs within that space. So if you're an artist and you want to work with us on something new in the app, definitely reach out because that's something we are really excited about. And we'll also be launching later this year, video editing within the app. So you can like trim and add videos together. And also we're working on a bunch of license-free music so you can use it for ads and stuff like that. So there's so much coming, but really it's, we want it to be just a creative suite for any creators or entrepreneurs so they can just like come to one space and get it all done. I think that's like a pain point for me. And I think the benefit of you being like this being your app is like, you're actually someone who uses this for your work. And for me, like before I was editing my photo in one app and then I was taking it to another app to adjust single colors. So, and then I was doing another app for something else. So it was like, by the time I posted it, it's gone through three apps, but with your app, I only have to use one. And then now I'm so excited for the video editing features because I'm using like InShot to like clip a video or put things together. And then I have to put it in another app to like filter it. It's just amazing. But with all of those things, it's difficult. So what are some of those difficulties that people don't realize when it comes to building an app? Because I'm sure people are like, I want this feature. And you're like, we do too, but it takes some time. (laughs) Totally. And even, you know, that's something that I struggle with. I'm like, cool, come on. Like we need this right now. I really want this. And he's like, it's going to take six months. I'm like, oh my gosh. But I think it's an everyday it's something we have to work on every single day because apps always break. I mean, basically once you build something new, there's going to be something wrong. So we're constant. I mean, and that's because phones are also always updating software is always updating. So it's never just something you can just build and sit back and relax. It's like constantly breaking. And we have to test on every type of phone. Like, I mean, think of how many different Android phones there are. We actually hire a girl to just strictly test on every single Android phone when we're coming out with like a new feature. I think that part of it is the most frustrating and just like, you know, a lot of it is like backend coding. I'm like, well, you can do this on an Instagram filter story thing. And if you're actually doing that, that's like not mechanical. I'm not the one to be talking about all this colas, but it's definitely very frustrating on the back end. I know. I'm sure I can, I see it too. Cause I know when you're like posting and you're like, please update your app or like, I'm so sorry, this thing's happening and it's so out of your control. And it's like, of course you want everything to be working smoothly, but like sometimes with tech stuff, it's not your fault. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or there are just bugs that we can't, I mean, unless we have the person's phone and we can plug it into our computer, we, if, unless we can't recreate it, we can't find the bugs. So there are so many things like that, that just are so frustrating, but luckily everyone is so Nice, usually. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Patient with us and helps us track it down. (laughs) Taking a break to tell you about Skillshare. If you're spending a lot of time at home, we may as well make the most of the time that we have. I've been spending a majority of my free time in the last year learning how to better myself, new skills, and watching online classes. You can use my link, skillshare.com/slash/life, for a free trial premium membership. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. There are so many classes to explore that will help inspire and empower you to accomplish your goals. If you're a creative like me, juggling it all from home can be really hard to manage. So try the Productivity for Creatives, building a system that brings out your best class by Thomas Frank. Or if you're trying to step up your Instagram content, try Video for Instagram, tell an engaging story in less than a minute with tips how to plan your shoot and style the shots. If you follow me on Instagram, you see every morning I write in my journal. I learned how to get the most out of my morning routine with the self-discovery six journaling prompts for gratitude and growth class 
that teaches you why you should write for self-care and how to do a brain dump, which I do every night before bed. You can also find classes in entrepreneurship, productivity, and more. Skillshare is incredibly affordable with an annual subscription at less than $10 a month. So use my link skillshare.com slash life for a free trial premium membership. That's skillshare.com slash life. Because no matter what 2021 brings, you can spend it creating something meaningful. Now let's get back to the episode. So you have done so many great things between your entrepreneurial and influencer life. For It's a two-part question. For anybody wanting to become an influencer, what advice would you give them to like have a successful career as an influencer? And then the second part would be same, but for somebody starting a business. Yeah. Oh man. For an influencer, I would just say, you know, what's different about you? What do you like? What do people come to you for advice on and focus on that? Like, don't try and copy somebody else or be like somebody else. Focus on what your skills are, what you can talk about for hours and really, you know, start there and don't worry about, you know, your numbers, but focus on the people that are asking you the questions and paying attention and really just providing value for them. And that will only in return, help you grow. I remember for me, just like the second that I said, okay, here's exactly how I edit. I've been working on this editing process for years and I went to school for photography and I'm going to actually share this with you guys. And I like opened the floodgates instead of keeping it a secret. I just found, I, I saw so much more success because I was just constantly sharing and, and like learning and being open with my community. So I think that's just like the number one and you'll see such great growth with just adding all that value to other people's lives. And then if you're, you know, somebody wanted to start a business, I think that seems so overwhelming. And this is coming from someone that is not, I mean, I neatly, I'm not a business person. I love business and I, I want to be, but I'm really a creative deep down, but anything that we've started, we just literally sent the email or made the phone call or whatever it is. I think don't worry about like starting big or whatever. Starting small is totally fine. And like, if you don't have immediate success, it doesn't mean it's a failure. I remember when we launched the collage kits, we were so excited. The feedback we got was like, this is the best idea ever. This is going to pop off, you know, all this stuff. And then boom, we posted it for sale and we got like two sales and we were like, cool. So this was a bad idea. And it took almost a year, honestly, for that to really like take off. And I, I just didn't understand that because, you know, I think when you come from a space of just immediate success, sometimes you, and you see other people succeeding, it can feel like, oh my gosh, my idea is bad. I'm not moving fast enough, but just like be patient and just get started. And I promise like it will just keep going and you'll learn as you go. Which is crazy. Cause I think people would hear that and be like, oh my gosh, just two at the beginning. And then it's like, sometimes things really do just take a little bit of time to take off, even if you have a platform. And so don't be discouraged. Um, I had Jamie Kern Lima on my podcast and she ended up selling her business for over a billion dollars. But when she launched her brand at cosmetics and she started, there was no orders on her site for days. And then finally one order came through it as her husband doing a test order. And she was so excited because she thought they finally sold something. And it's like, even though she had this slow start for like weeks of no sales, it still ended up being an incredible result for her. And you just have to like kind of stick it out through that time and know that it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have chills listening to that. She's a legend. That's so cool. Yeah. And I think like to that point, it's like, if you believe in your product or whatever it is you're starting, like even with being an influencer, I wanted to be an influencer or a blogger. That's what I wanted to be at the time. I remember I was like, I want to do this so bad. I don't get it. No one's like, 
you know, coming after me, trying to hire me for anything, but like, I think I can do this. If you believe in it, it doesn't really matter if anybody else does, because you're the one that has to like, keep it going and, and hopefully build it out for all these years to come. So just like, don't give up on yourself. Yeah, definitely. And you've been doing it for so many years now. So how do you handle like creative burnout or just like burnout in general from just like constantly posting and sharing? You know, I definitely take more time off Instagram than I used to. I think I have enough content on Instagram. That means I've posted every single day for 10 years, which is frightening. Um, but (laughs) I, I now I'm like, you know what? I am stressed out. I'm focused on other things. I'm going to take three days off and I'm okay with that. You know, I think like not letting it rule you is really, really important. And then just, you know, doing things that are, whether you're a creative or, you know, you really like being social, whatever it is, like finding ways to just do those other things. Like I'm, I love writing music. I love painting. I love doing all that kind of stuff. So like that is a totally separate thing that I get to do that is just for me. And I think, having those things and those moments is super important. Well, I love everything you share. And I, I also was just thinking too, like you're creative, but your brother's creative and your mom is creative and you guys all do different things. So like growing up, did your mom just like kind of like foster that in all of you? Yeah. You know what? I'm so lucky. And I didn't realize it until I got, I turned like 18. I was like, well, this is, this is unique, but you know, my dad is an artist. My grandma's an artist on my other side. And then my mom is an artist and, and all my siblings, we all do design, music, art, whatever it is. Like, that's just what it is. And I always grew up in just a place of like, if you want to do it, you can. And when I was 16, I was like, I'm going to be a fashion designer. Like, that's it. I'm obsessed. This is going to be my future. And my mom's like, okay, cool. So how are you going to do it? Like, are there programs? Like, go look it up. She was very like, you know, if you want to do it, figure out how. And so I found like a program in New York. I'm like, I can go to Parsons. I, you know, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, like, let's go. And she, I, she let me move to New York when I was 16 and I got to do like the summer program and live by myself. And it was like uh, this amazing experience. And she was, and then I was doing music and she's like, you can definitely succeed as a musician. Like, if that's what you want to do, you can do it. It was never like, Ooh, that's a hard career, you know? And with any of my siblings. So I feel like that's something that, you know, I think the Tezza brand is that's kind of our mission is to help everybody find the art of life, which is just to see the beauty in everything and, and make your art, your life and not make art this like big intimidating thing of like, you know, arts exclusive or it's a hard career or whatever. I think like art is so much bigger than what it used to be and how people used to look at it. And that's really a, our mission. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can everyone follow you? Download the app. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. My handle is Tezza, T-E-Z-Z-A. If you type that in, all the other Tezzas will come up. We have Tezza app, we have Buy Tezza and shoptezza.com is where you can shop all of our goods. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mariana. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.